0: When I first started writing and I'd get a rejection letter and I got a lot of them because I sent a lot of stuff out. I mean, I used to say I could wallpaper my bathroom with them and I really could have. Every time I got one, it's like, okay, I'm going to write something else. You know, maybe not every time, but I'm going to work harder on what I'm working on and I'm going to, you know, do better. And and just, that helped me because it, it just was a way to, you know, put that energy into something good instead of, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and giving up. I just, you know, kept going after it.
1: We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day Podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. My name is Ruth Dowthit, and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers and the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of American Christian Fiction Writers. So welcome. Today, you're in for a treat. I had the awesome opportunity to speak with Melody Carlson. She has written more than 300 books with sales around 6.5 million. Wow. What I love about Melody is that she's written books for teens, women and children, historical fiction, mystery, thrillers, and romantic comedy. She is just amazing. She's also won a number of awards, including Romantic Times Career Achievement Award, the Rita, and the Gold Medallion. And some of her books have been optioned for film and TV, which she's going to talk about today in our interview. So, you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to prolific writer Melody Carlson. Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast I'm super excited to have Melody Carlson with me today she is perhaps one of the most prolific authors I've ever interviewed and I know that you have a choice as to which podcast you want to listen to so I'm honored that you are joining me today and welcome Melody to my podcast thank you glad to be here so why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk about your new Christmas book. And Christmas is my favorite time of year, so I love Christmas stories, so we'll tap into that, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Well,
0: I'm I'm a writer primarily, and I've been writing um, kind of full-time for the last ooh, 25 years, maybe. And um that consequently a lot of books and I when I first started writing I was also I had you know kids in school and just a lot going on so I learned very quickly to write really fast because I didn't have very much time and I just had to kind of wedge it in wherever I could get it the good news was when I started publishing I already knew how to write fast and when things took off I I already had kind of a stockpile of books, too, because, you know, before you get published, you get lots of rejection. And so every time I got rejected, I just crank out another book. And so anyway, all these years later, yes, a a lot of books. And
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) did you start off with one publisher and then go to a different publisher or? Well, you know, that was back in the
0: days when you had to send everything by real snail mail, you know, in envelopes (laughs) and things like that. And so I would just throw it out all over the place. And when when the it really started to roll, I had connections with about three different publishers. So you know it takes a year or so for a book to actually get out. So kind of within that first year, I ended up being published with three different publishers, which was pretty unusual.
1: Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. Did you have a literary agent to help you?
0: I didn't. Yes. then what happened was I went to work for a publishing company which was the best education I could have ever gotten Get, getting paid to learn publishing that's <laughs> what I say and you know it it's confusing I think especially for a new writer to to figure out all the ins and outs and why they do what they do and so I spent 3 years with with a publishing house and during that time my writing just kept going and I met a really fabulous agent who represented somebody to me, and I remember thinking, okay, if I ever get an agent, she's going to be the one, and then finally, I just had too much going on, and I decided to quit my job and go full-time, and I called that agent, and she was happy to have me, and we've been together for 25 years.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. What a neat success story. Now, it wasn't overnight success, though. (laughs)
0: No, I mean, it it happened relatively fast, but I remember at the time just thinking it's never going to happen and just getting rejection letter after rejection letter, because you know I just didn't know why one house would want one thing or another thing. I I didn't understand it. I didn't understand publishing,
1: and that really helped. So why all the different genres? I mean, I noticed you write about World War II history and Christmas books and books for teens. I mean... Why did you decide to go in all different kinds of directions?
0: Well, basically, I just, I love writing, but I didn't really want to get pigeonholed and having to write the same thing over and over again. And I, um, you know, I realized early on that I was going to be prolific. And so just, you know, to just do only women's contemporary fiction, which was kind of my first love, I just didn't think I had that many of those kind of books in me. And, And then I did... So a little bit of, um, not a little bit. I did about a hundred teen novels, and finally felt like I was done with that. I did a few suspense novels, and I didn't really enjoy that too much. And then I did start dabbling in history, and I've done, I think, maybe five historical series: World War One, World War Two. Um, I don't even can't even think of an Old West one. You know, just <laughs> this and that, a wagon train one. And I just, it just makes it more fun to me. It's just like exploring different places you know like I wouldn't want to just keep visiting the the same country over and over again I want to want to see more of the world and that's how it feels when I'm writing a book
1: I agree do you um self-publish or or do your publishers they don't mind what genre you're sending them
0: well that's a good question uh well I tried self-publishing very briefly and I am just not good at marketing myself so I realized that that just wasn't going to work. I know a lot of people who are doing it really successfully and I'm a little bit envious because you do have a lot more freedom but I had good relationships with my publishers and, you know, we do have some restrictions, you know, like, if I do a women's contemporary novel, say, with one house, they will say, you know, please don't do another one with another house and that probably also helped me to explore other genres, you know, like the historicals and, and whatnot because there were limitations. You know, and of course, publishers you know, early on they just kept trying to get me just to be, you know, a one trick pony. You just write these kind of books and we'll know how to market you better and and it was frustrating to them and I understand but it just
1: wasn't who I am. Yeah, I can definitely empathize with that and, and connect with that because like right now I wanna write a romantic comedy so I'm going to write it. I self published. But I've also written a children's murder mystery kind of ghost story series. A fantasy adventure series of dragons and a spin-off series off of that and so I want to eventually go back to doing ghost stories and I'm working on a women's fiction right now so I know I have a World War II history book inside me that's my favorite era to write about so I know I definitely can connect with that because I don't think I could ever just be bottled into one genre that would drive me crazy I like to try all these different types of stories
0: i know i agree and in fact when i did the suspense novels i real i didn't realize when i contracted them that they really kind of wanted a formula and you know they kind of got me into it sort of i'm probably the least formulaic writer that they had and by the third one i was just i can't keep doing this i don't i mean i enjoyed the suspense part of it i didn't enjoy the formula and i may have more suspense novels in me you know after the last economy crunch and then through covid it, i was just really happy to write happy books i've written a lot of really serious books you know over the years and I, it was just really nice to do and i have been doing romantic comedies and just enjoying them i don't know I'm not sure that i really would call them rom-coms all of them but sort of and the end the is that i've had um had one movie and then have one coming up they were both considered rom-coms so i think you know if I were you, I think I would pursue that romantic comedy thing. I think there's, there's life out there for that genre.
1: It's yeah, it's been fun plotting it and prepping it for. I'm going to do Nano this year with it done, okay. and so it's been fun working on the cover and and getting the ideas down. So yeah, it's lighter, you know, not quite as a deep subject as i am for my as i'm writing for my women's fiction so i kind of need to break away sometimes to do something lighter and more fun so right i know
0: you know sometimes i'd be working on a real heavy book and Mm -hmm. i'd come out of my office and my husband practically just run the other way he'd see my face it's like okay she's doing a serious book she needs some time to chill i'm not gonna talk to her right now because it it does it gets in you and and for me i just felt like i could only do so many i might i may do another one sometime but i don't know
1: So, what's your big movie news that you have? Yeah, it just
0: today, um, I had signed the contract, uh, maybe almost a month ago, and the, but in the contract it's you can't tell anybody. So I was like, okay, <laughs> can't tell anybody. And today, this morning they called me up and they said, it's out, it's public, you can tell anybody. So I put it on Facebook and even put it in my newsletter that I was sending out, but my um, it, it was kind of a romantic comedy book called The Happy Camper. Mm-hmm. It came a couple of years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a couple years ago. It came out during COVID. And um, I went ahead and adapted it to the screenplay because I'd already had one book that Hallmark had done a movie, but I didn't get to do the adaptation to the screenplay. And I went and watched it and met the people who did it, the adaptation. And I, the part of me was like, I think I could have done that because I had already adapted a couple of my own books and i had actually done an original screenplay too so i felt you know semi-comfortable with it especially after i saw how how it went and so you know what learned a lot just being on set and so i went ahead and did this one myself and the it's going to go into production the end of this of november or or early december in colorado springs and it's the happy camper and i'm going to go on set and and enjoy that a little bit. And the, the producer, I have so much admiration for him as Brian Bird, and he was the producer of the Hallmark series and I'm not gonna get it. Um,
1: oh yeah, I know, When Love Calls the Heart, is that it or?
0: That's it, that's it. Yeah, he's the producer, Brian Bird, and and he's doing my
1: romantic comedy. Oh, fantastic, congratulations. Thank you. Ah, oh, that's so neat. I love the cover of that book. It's so cute that little camper.
0: <laughs> well, and that was actually inspired from a real thing in my life. So, it, you know, it's it's. A lot, I think most books have some pieces of us in them. I'm sure you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But I hit a place where the writing has the publishing was slowing down. It was kind of after economy had crunched some but i had still had a lot of contracts so i was really busy for everyone else was scrambling but i had a lot of contracts to fulfill and then finally they kind of started fizzling out and i realized ooh, i gotta you know do something and then and then i just kind of hit the wall and i thought i don't even really want to write a book right now and i was driving along and i saw this old 1963 camp trailer on the side of the road for sale and i thought I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get that, and I'm gonna just rehab the whole thing. And we've remodeled houses, and I love design. And but I thought this is gonna be completely my project. I'm not even let my husband touch it because he was kind of in the middle of a remodel anyway. And so I just took the whole trailer and I did it from head to toe, all of it, and it was so fun. And while I was doing it, I thought I gotta write a book about this. (laughs) Of course, escaping writing, but then it you know plunged me right back into it, and that's kind of how the Happy Camper was born.
1: Wow, oh, that is such a neat story. Now, how was it taking your book and making it you know, adapting it to a film a television show like that? I know when in the big screen, isn't one page, doesn't one page equal one minute of film? Is it the same way for television?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, you know, that sometimes you'll have pages that go a little bit longer because of the, the extra things that you've tucked into the scenes, but it's yeah, you pretty much gauge it one one minute one page and um i you know because i tend to write sort of visually and i do use a lot of dialogue in my books and i had been told a lot of times and i i've had probably over the years um a dozen options i'd say with different you know that would almost get there you know i had one that was almost a lifetime all ready to go and had writer's strike and a bunch of things but so so i kind of knew my way around that and i knew that my books do lend themselves the the thing is you just have to you really have to pick your scenes more carefully you, you have to realize you know what you can what a camera can do that a book can do and there's things that a book can do that a camera can't do and you know and just kind of try to figure that out and usually I just I will just really quickly try to get it down and then go back and, and work it over and, and fortunately Brian the producers is he had some good ideas for some changes in it and I knew it was gonna need something and I, I would have loved to have done the changes myself, but I was also on deadline and we're building a house, <laughs> which I'm the designer of. And, and it was time for all of the, you know, plumbing and electric lights and all that stuff. I thought, I think I need to just <laughs> let him go with this. And so we talked about the changes and I really liked the direction and they weren't very big changes anyway. So, so I was kind of happy to, to let him do that. But next time I might try to do that myself.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And that must be nice to be able to trust a producer uh to get it right, to take your story and, and to care about it enough to get it right.
0: Yes. And I we had a long conversation and I could tell he knew the story, he really did. And he got it and he wanted to, you know, do little some extra things that I totally concurred. It's like that's those are brilliant ideas. And he he's just he's got a really good head for producing, directing
1: and movies in general well wonderful so let's transition now to christmas and let's talk about your new christmas book christmas in the alps what inspired you to write this story well i
0: i've been doing a christmas book every year for 20 years maybe a little more than 20 years and um I, you know so it's just every summer i write a christmas book which is kind of ironic because it's you know really hot and you step out of your office <laughs> it's not snowing and i really don't want any hot cocoa right now but um so this one i wrote it during covid and it's set in france and it's i was gonna say it was the first one i've set in foreign country but then i remembered no i set one in ireland once so but i hadn't set one in a foreign country for quite some time and And it just, it was, for me, it was really fun just to take me away when we were all locked down and couldn't do anything. And I thought, I thought really by the time it came out, we'd be out of COVID. But here we are. And I've been telling, you know, my readers, you know, take a trip, go, go see France at Christmas time. I think you might enjoy it. Mm.
1: That's I love the cover. In fact, I looked at all your Christmas books. I love all the covers. They're so beautiful. They really draw you in the the one about the dogs and... (laughs) I just love them. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: the publisher. I have to give them the credit. And, you know, I've loved some covers more than others. And, you know, it, it is true that covers really do help sell books. And um, I've had some of the covers that didn't really have, I'd say, as much personality on them. They The sales didn't do as well. And then the ones that where they really capture, it's, you know, so you as an author, I'm sure you appreciate that.
1: Yes, I mean, wow, they, they really have done beautiful jobs on your covers. They're they adorable for Christmas. I just love them. So this particular story, though, the storyline, um, what inspired you to write the storyline for Christmas in the Alps?
0: You know, I I'm not even sure where the idea originally came from. You know, they come from all over. Sometimes I'll have a dream. Sometimes I'll just read mm-hmm. a little scene in the paper, and I honestly don't remember, but I just thought, wouldn't it be fun to – to find out, you know, you're an heiress after all of life falls apart, that maybe you're going to inherit some special treasure. And that's kind of, you know, what sets her off on this trip. And she's never flown before and has a big fear of flying and, and goes to, you know, the French Alps to this village that her um, ancestors have come from. And there's kind of a, you know, a mystery going on there. And of course she's not really an heiress. She doesn't really, (laughs) things don't exactly turn out the way that she anticipates, but she, it's better probably in the end than anything she could have ever dreamt up and
1: of course there's romance along the way too of course it's funny when i taught writing to seventh and eighth graders i was explaining to my students how in a creative writing story something happens to your character and then you as the writer have to decide whether it's going to turn out you know well for them or bad for them and one of my students raised his hands and he said why why does it have to be that way why can't everything just go well for them and Mm -hmm. I laughed and I said because that's not how life is you know (laughs) I mean look at your life has everything got gone so perfectly for you and he started laughing he's like no and I said exactly so there always is that twist you have to have that twist but because that's that reflects life you know if everything went well for her and she finds out she is an heiress well that might not be as intriguing as if the rug is pulled out from under her you know yeah
0: it's a little bit boring and when i've taught kids i've always teach them the the three p's that Mm -hmm. you you need a you need a person and you need a place and you need a problem and a problem is (laughs) but if you take those three things you
1: can start a story So what is next what are you working on
0: next well right now i'm writing the third book in a historical series it's kind of a strong women of the west series it's kind of fun they're they're all they're sisters but they're sisters that kind of didn't know each other because there's half sisters stepsisters and whatever but anyway this the youngest one gets to tell her story now and and then after that i'm gonna adapt because they've already asked kind of what what's the next thing that I might have, and I have a a novel coming out this spring called Looking for Leroy, which is a romantic comedy, and about these two women that set off to find this kind of high school romance that, she can't even remember his last name, but his name's Leroy, and his parents owned a vineyard in Sonoma, and of course there's like 500 vineyards in Sonoma. (laughs) they are going to a little camp trailer looking for him. So anyway, I'm going to adapt that
1: one into a screenplay too, and we'll just see, maybe something will happen with that. Oh, fantastic. Now, the one that's coming out, the Happy Camper, is that with Hallmark? He said, "No, he's actually
0: going to do it independently, and then just kind of sell to the highest bidder is the hope. But he's already got international markets involved, so that they got monies from you know different places. So, so they, that place is you know where it will be, but it could be Netflix or okay. uh, what?
1: Yeah, great. I will be looking for it. So, lastly, a lot of my listeners are writers, and some of us haven't been. You know, some of them haven't been trad, published yet. So what advice would you have for a writer out there who is inspired by your story and wants to keep going? What advice would you have for a writer just starting out?
0: Well, just starting out, you know, get the book done Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Yeah. and And a lot of people, they get so bogged down by, you know, trying to edit the book as they're writing it. And I always tell new writers, just put your editing hat in the drawer and just get the book written and then go back and and edit it you know the best that you can because you don't really know what you need to edit until you have the book finished and and generally speaking first chapters you know should be thrown away (laughs) not always but you know Mm -hmm. people tend to, to pitch backstory so then when you get to that place then i'd say just polish it up as much as you can you know and and just make it sing and and then do that research and you know who's doing those kind of books and that's a whole lot easier to do now than it was you know back in the day when I was getting started because of the internet so um, you know just find out who, who does that kind of genre and if you don't have an agent yet um, find out what kind of agent represents the kind of books that you feel like you want to write because they'll be familiar with it and you know a good way to find an agent is to go to some
1: writers conferences
0: So, and that's just off the top of my head but I could go on and on
1: and how have you coped with failure in your life? Like if you believed in a book and it just didn't do like, you know, wasn't as successful as you had hoped it was, how do you come with those setbacks?
0: Well, I tend to just kind of, you know, take a fast look at it and then I shove it aside and move on. You know, I just, it's like, it's just not, you know, learn what you can from it, of course. But don't dwell on it and don't get yourself all bogged down in it and have a pity party. Well, if you do, just have it for one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: it, and it was like I said, you know, I first started writing and I'd get a rejection letter and I got a lot of them because I sent a lot of stuff out. I mean, I used to say I could wallpaper my bathroom with them and I really could have But um, I every time I got one, it's like, OK, I'm going to write something else. You know, maybe not every time, but I'm going to work harder on what I'm working on. and I'm going to, you know, do better and and just that helped me because it it just was a way to you know put that energy into something good instead of you know feeling sorry for yourself and giving up I just you know kept going after it
1: great advice it's so true and those of you listening if you do experience some setback or failure like Melody said just keep writing write another project start another project and keep going that's great advice thank you so much yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule, again, one of the busiest writers I've ever talked to, and uh, just so honored that you could spend some time with me today on my podcast.
0: Thank you, and and I wish you good luck with your books.
1: Oh, thanks, yeah. (laughs) had a couple of setbacks, but I followed your advice and set one aside for about six or seven months, and wrote two more books in the meantime, and got those published, so... Now I'm pulling back that book that got some feedback from an agent and I'm going to make the necessary changes and keep going forward always. Good. Oh, that's perfect. Well, great. Thank you again. And best wishes for the Happy Camper and Christmas in the Alps.
0: Yes. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you.
1: Wasn't that great listening to Melody talk about her writing career and all the different genres that she writes and her movie news? How exciting is that for the happy camper? Looking forward to seeing that movie and reading her book Christmas in the Alps. I hope that you've been encouraged by Melody's story, encouraged to keep going through those obstacles that may come your way. Always going forward on this writing journey, one step at a time thanks for listening if you like what you heard please subscribe to my spotify and if you listen on itunes or iHeartRadio. and to learn more about me and my books visit my website at artbyruth.com and sign up for my newsletter thanks so much for listening and until next time god bless